Now, uh, uh, parishioners know that throughout the year, one of the things that, that we've been looking at is connecting the Old Testament reading with the gospel. We've been uh, working on that. And so, so I want to do that again tonight. Um, remember that Moses, okay, Moses had this threefold ministry of priest, prophet, and king. So Moses offered sacrifice for the people. He was prophet, so he, he proclaimed God's word. You know, God would speak to him, and then he would proclaim God's word to the people. And then he was king. He, he ruled over God's people. He made decisions for the people, etc. And um, there were a lot of people. There were a lot and a lot and a lot of people. And so every time they had a problem, every time they had an issue, they would come to Moses and they would say, Moses, can you settle this issue for us? We have a disagreement. You know, can you, can you decide in my favor or decide in somebody else's favor? And there was a long, long, long line every day. Moses was tired. Moses was tired. And so he asked God about this. Can I get some help? Basically, can I get some help? And so, of course, God says, yes, you can have some help. And so we're, here we are, and we have this scene where the elders are in this tent, and, and, and the Spirit of God is dispersed among the elders. You know, this, the power of God and the authority of God comes down on these other elders. And this is symbolic. It's not just symbolic, but it's a reality of the conferral of God's authority on these other elders so they can help bear the burden of shepherding God's people. They can help bear the burden that, that, that Moses has, right? Now, Eldad and Maydad were apparently, you know, at the bar that day. You weren't listening to the first reading, were you? They weren't there. Eldad and Maydad weren't, nobody listens to the first reading. Eldad and Maydad weren't there. But the Spirit still landed on them. God still sent his spirit on them. And so they started prophesying. And, you know, they hear about it, and they get tattled on. They tattle to Moses. And Moses says, quit tattling on him. Who are you to say where God will send his spirit and his authority? It would be great if all the people would prophesy. How wonderful it would be if all the people could, could speak and preach, you know, God's word is what, is what Moses said. Now, over time, this ministry, priest, prophet, and king, you know, got split up. Oh, by the way, let me give you an aside. So, you know, when I say the Lord be with you and you say back, that's weird language, right? Why do we use that weird language? What's well, because of this? Because, guess what? Some of that spirit is in me. Right? Because I've been ordained. You know, that the Lord has ordained me through the bishop and given me some of his authority to, to do what? To offer sacrifice, to preach God's word. And I also get to, to share in that, that uh, kingly, I don't get a crown, but I get to make decisions also on behalf of the community, um, which is more of a burden, by the way. It's not awesome. But, you know, I get to share in that ministry also. But the reason you say back and with your spirit, 
you know, is a recognition of the spirit that's been placed in me by God. And I'll say more about that as we move on. So the priest, prophet, and king thing gets split up over time. Right? The, the Israelites, they want, they want just a king. So you, you get the kings. And then the, the, the ministry of prophets, that gets split up. And the priestly ministry, ministry gets split up until it all comes back together in Jesus Christ. And so one of the things that we say fittingly of Jesus Christ is that he's the new Moses. He's the new Moses. Because he restores everything that Moses once had, priest, prophet, and king. So Jesus is the new Moses, and here we have this gospel. Here we have this gospel, and, and once again, people are being tattled on. So apparently, here are the 12, and they're with Jesus, and they hear about, you know, Fred, off in the distance, doing ministry in the name of Jesus. But Fred isn't one of the 12, right? He's not with them. And John is, is concerned about this, and, and, and he, he tattles on this other person. You know, Jesus, there's this other person doing ministry in your name, and he's not with us. He's not part of our group. We're special. We're the apostles. We're with you. We're special people. Only the special people should be able to do stuff in your name. He's not special people. And Jesus corrects him, just like Moses corrected, right? Jesus corrects him and says, no, if he's doing it in my name, it's from me because you can't do anything in my name. And if it works, it's still from me because it's my power, says the Lord. If it's in Christ's name, it's Christ's power. And so the Lord says, let him be. The Lord decides when he will work. You don't decide, he says to John and the other apostles. The ministry is not just meant for the select few, this small group of apostles, not just meant for you, as though you could hoard the ministry of prophecy and healing and all of the many gifts. You could hoard the power of God. That's not how it will be. That's not how it will be in the church. When I baptize children, um, Right after the baptism, if you parents, if you remember, the children won't remember because it's, you know, they won't remember. But I take the chrism and I anoint them. What do I anoint them? I anoint them priest, prophet, and king. What happens in the new covenant is Jesus restores that threefold ministry of priest, prophet, and king. And then he gives it to every single one of us. The ministry of priest, prophet, and king is not just given to me. It's given to me in a special way. To offer the sacrifice of the Eucharist, right? To be here in this capacity as priest and to preach to you. And yes, to, to be in, in my ministry over the community in a special way to lead the community. However, every single Christian shares in this ministry of priest, prophet, and king. Every single one of us offers sacrifice. When day after day, we offer our bodies, St. Paul talks of this, we, we offer our bodies as a spiritual sacrifice, as worship. When we sacrifice, parents, when you take care of your children, when you sacrifice for them. Wives, when you sacrifice for your horrible husbands. <laughs> 
the men all know here I pick on them, but never the wives. Um, they cook. Um, <laughs> you know, well, married couples, you sacrifice, you sacrifice for one another, right? You offer sacrifice for your families, for your spouses, for your community. You know, you, you offer sacrifice when you suffer. And when you suffer, you offer sacrifice. It's real. It's a real priestly ministry. You know, you're prophetic when you, when you live your life in the Word of God, when you witness. I mean, I've been, of course, I've been around town talking to, to many of you. I see you in Safeway, and I see you in the restaurants, often in the restaurants. Basically, I see you when I'm around food. Um, that comes as no surprise. And, uh, and we talk, you know, and, and you witness to me when you, often, when you talk about your lives and how, how Jesus has touched you and how the Lord has been good to you. And even in your struggles, how the Lord is with you. This is how we are prophetic. It doesn't have to be what we may think of this, this great, uh, profound sort of thing. It's when we share the, the simple things of our faith, of how God has touched us and has been there for us in the difficult times and the good times, and just that he's been there for us today in this moment, how he's helped a family member or he's, he's, he's stayed faithful to us. We're prophetic. And in our kingly role, you know, this, this royal sort of role that we might have, you know, it's especially made present, of course, in, in parents, especially in parents. You know, as you, as you try to raise your children the best you can, you know you've got to guide them. You can't just let them do whatever they want. They want to. Children always want to. But they don't tend to thrive that way. You know, parents, you, you do the best you can to, to raise them, to guide them, to discipline them, to give them boundaries, to show them what is good, to lead them to goodness, to God. This is a kingly and, if you will, a queenly role. I mean, it's a, it's a royal role of of leadership that we all share. And even children, you know, children, if you have siblings, I know you love to take, take care of your younger siblings, but you share in this kind of role when we take responsibility. Anytime we take responsibility of one another, we share in this kind of role. We are, in fact, our brother's keeper, as the saying goes. We kind of take care of one another. And sometimes, sometimes you know, uh, somebody else needs our help, and we need to carry them a bit no matter who it is, the leadership that we show in that moment, we carry them through our strength. So this is what God gives us, you know. Would it, were, were it that all of us were prophetic, were it that all of us were, were priestly and were kingly, we are, we are. And in this way, you know, God calls us to share more deeply in his life, Jesus' own life, he calls us to share in this goodness and conform us more and more to himself. It's a great thing indeed.